Welcome to episode two of the Trying to Explain Politics podcast. I am Professor Nosum. Last time we had a conversation about the definition of government. And I promised that we would talk about not just this basic definition of government, the definition of that definition being the sole institution which holds the legitimate use of force. Today we're going to be talking about what else government does and how does a government decide what to do. One easy way to break this down, and I am borrowing generously from a textbook called uh, The Challenge of Democracy, is breaking down government duties or priorities, to be more precise, uh, into three categories, uh, promoting order, promoting freedom, and promoting equality. The first is the promotion of order, which we sort of alluded to in the last podcast with the example of speeding. Everyone would speed if given them the chance, but because government is there, people more or less obey the speed limit. But without government, all hell, hell might break loose. Uh, this is the argument of an old political philosopher named Thomas Hobbes. Hobbes argued that the best form of government is one that maintains order. If the government is not at least maintaining order, it is not doing its job and it should not exist. Hobbes took this a little farther and said that, therefore, the best form of government would be an authoritarian one because the authoritarian government is the one best able to keep order. Uh, most people don't want to go as far as Hobbes did because, well, who really wants to live in a state like that? On the other hand, though, if you don't have order, you really can't have anything else. If the government is not maintaining order, the government can't do anything else. So, at the very least, order is a vital part of any functioning government. The next function of government is the promotion of freedom. And this gets really controversial and convoluted and confusing and a whole bunch of other words that begin with con because different people mean different things when they mean freedom. So if you're saying government is promoting freedom, are you saying government is promoting government staying out of people's lives? Are you saying you are supporting... Uh, the ability of people to do whatever they want? Are you supporting the idea that people are free to not worry about everyday living functions? Your answer to this question will lead to different things about freedom. But in general, for purposes of this podcast, when we talk about freedom, we're just going to be talking about allowing people to do what they want. Our final category is equality. And this, again, gets us into some confusing areas because almost everyone in the United States will say, yes, I support equality. But what they mean by equality might be something different. Very quickly, there seem to be four different versions of equality we could talk about here. The first is political equality. This means every person... It has as much power as every other person politically. 
Now, typically in the United States, when we talk about political equality, we're talking about the idea of one person, one vote. But the question is, is that actual political equality? A more precise definition of political equality might be something like every person has equal access to government decisions. Well, does every person have equal access to government decisions? No. Some people have more influence than other people. Warren Buffett has more influence than I do. I have more influence than, say, my cousin who dropped out of high school does. It's just a matter of access, and not everyone has equal access. So question has to arise, do we in the United States actually have political equality? Tough question. Um, the next kind of equality would be social equality. Uh, I'm going to roughly define this as equality in wealth, education, status, etc. For the most part, this isn't, in, at least in the United States, a very sought-after equality. People don't really view this as something to be desired. They don't want everyone to have the same wealth, the same education, same status. So usually when people in the United States talk about uh, equality, they're not referring to social equality. So let's move on to the next category of equality, uh, equality of opportunity. The idea here is that every person has the same chance to succeed in life. Now, most Americans will say they favor equality of opportunity, but actually achieving equality of opportunity gets to be a little bit complicated. For one, to give one simple example, say LeBron James and I were the same age, and when we were both 16, I would imagine he had much more opportunity to become an NBA star than I do, because I am an uncoordinated short guy. I can't play basketball. So he had much more opportunity in that regard. However, I'm guessing I had greater opportunity to become a political science professor than LeBron James did. So, did we have equal opportunity? Not really. He had gifts that I don't have, I had gifts that he doesn't have. Uh, it's not really... I, I don't know, you just can't really have an absolute equality of opportunity without bringing everyone down to the lowest common denominator. Our final category of equality is equality of outcome. This is equality of results. Everyone ends up in the same place. Again, you don't have very many people in the United States advocating this kind of equality for individuals, but you do sometimes hear about it in calling for equality of outcome for groups. Uh, based on race or gender or religion or something like that. And this does come up a fair amount in political debates in the United States. Okay, so to review, we have uh, three different principles that are vying for government attention. Order, freedom, and equality. Some people place more emphasis on order. Some people place more emphasis on freedom. Some people place more emphasis on equality. 
the problem is you cannot have all three in absolute terms. Freedom and order conflict with each other. Freedom and equality conflict with each other. You cannot have both perfect freedom and perfect order or perfect freedom and perfect equality. So let's break this down a little bit. Freedom versus order. This is very fundamental in governments. Every government throughout the history of the world has dealt with this issue. Now, but the question is how much balance to have? Because if you have complete order, you're not going to have freedom. You have an issue that, well, let me put it this way. If I'm going to have a completely ordered society, I'm going to need to do the following things. I need to know where everyone is at all times, what they are doing at all times. Make sure they're not saying anything to stir up trouble. I basically have to turn the country into an extreme police state. That wouldn't be very popular, I wouldn't imagine. But in order to have perfectly ordered society, that's what you need to do. Not going to happen, I'm guessing. So, how much freedom do you give? The more freedom you grant, the less order you're going to have. And this is something politicians, philosophers, etc. really struggle with and debate about trying to figure out what exactly is the right balance between freedom and order. Because you can't have both in all the way. You, you just can't. You also can't have freedom and equality in perfect status. Let's look at it in economics. If you are free to accumulate wealth, you are going to some people are going to accumulate more wealth than other people. That's just the way it is. Some people are going to be richer than other people. Some people are going to be more successful than other people. If you give them economic freedom. However, if your focus is on equality, you have to take away that economic freedom. If your goal is for everyone to have the same financial situation, you are taking away the freedom to, say, start a business. Governments have to try to figure out what balance they want. The United States tends to err more on allowing people to take economic risks to accumulate wealth. Other countries focus much more on the generating equality. So in economics, we see a conflict between freedom and equality. We also see this conflict between freedom and equality in the social realm. So to use some controversial issues, does someone have uh, the freedom to not live near someone of another group? Segregated housing. Uh, I happen to be white. Do I have the freedom to choose to not live near anyone who's African-American? Well, if I have complete freedom, I should. However, if I'm trying to promote social equality, it's not fair to African-Americans to forbid them from living near me. 
this is something the government has changed its position on over the last few decades. Should we go an extra mile to equalize opportunity in education? I know this will come as a big shock to you, but some schools are better than other schools. Some public schools are better than other public schools. What do we need to do to give every child an equal education? Uh, some would argue that in poorer districts, because their parents are less likely to be educated, that the those schools need even extra resources beyond equal to what they term to be equitable education. And this is the only way to achieve equal opportunity, because if you get say, my children, who are going to be very educated, have parents who are highly educated, and can teach them at home in addition to what they get at school, you're going to have a, they're going to have an inherent advantage over the child of parents who never graduated from high school. If we're going to equalize that, we need to do something to overcompensate for it, which would mean potentially forcing my kids to go to a significantly lesser school. Well, what if I want my kids to go to a better school? Do I have the freedom to send my kids to another school? Not if the primary thing we want to do is to promote equality of opportunity in education. So these are some things I want my students to think about, and I'd like you to think about as you're walking through this podcast with me. Government is, in essence, a big balancing act. And it can get very difficult to figure out what you're going to do. Different people place different emphases on different things. That's just the way it is. And the... Emphases they place on things is generally determined by ideology. Ideology is what we will discuss in the next podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope this was a good experience for you, and I hope you tune in next time. As always, I hope you visit my blog at explainpolitics.blogspot.com. You can also email me directly at explainpolitics at gmail.com.